Today we're gonna to talk about money management and a few different methods that you can take. And of course, looking at both the pros and the cons of it. Now today's podcast comes from a recording from a video series we have on YouTube called The Trader Coffee Break. This is where Jason Greystone and myself get together and just have a little bit of water cooler talk about what's happening in the markets. If you wanna catch it live and be part of the discussion, join in every Wednesday at 10 o'clock a.m. New York, 3 p.m. UK. Just YouTube search The Trader Coffee Break on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button and you won't miss the next time we go live. A topic that's been coming up a lot lately is is money management. Um, we are in a new month. Uh, last week I shared with her, I guess this weekend, shared a little bit of my equity curve. And, and something I want to do this week or this year was show kind of the differences between using a position sizing strategy, uh, or I guess two different types of position sizing strategies. One is going to be fixed position, which basically means you're trading the same position size every single time. So if it's a two unit, maybe each unit is worth one mini lot or one standard lot, whatever it may be based on what you're trading. Another one is fixed percentage where every single trade has the same risk percentage. So you're always risking 1%, you're always risking 2%. And as you can imagine that, that uh, a lot of questions, a lot of comments came from that. Usually you get two types of traders, right? You get a trader that is far one way or far the other way. And then you have a trader that says, I have no idea what any of this stuff means. Um, yeah. Can you explain the differences? So we, we want to come in and talk to you a little bit about it today. And, and you have a preference on, right? on which one you want to start with, uh, Jason? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd just say before we kick off, I'd say it's mm -hmm. really important to firstly understand that I've, I know a number of traders who have a great system and they're great technical analysts, but they have, they're losing money over time due to a poor money management system. But I also have known a few traders who have had, you know, not great returns, but have still been profitable because of a good money management system. So it really is kind of the secret source, really. It is really how you make the money, how you glue the system with the profits and have success and, and grow your account quickly or as quick yeah. as you possibly can, right? Well, here's a question for you. That's a, that's a very good point. It, it's not really talked about. Like, it's not <laughs> you, I mean, obviously we know why. Like, we know this type of stuff that's out there. But, yeah. like, you always hear about, obviously, the strategy, the system, the this to that. Mm. Um, no one likes to talk about risk management and no. risk management, money management, position size, and that's all in the same kind of boat. And like you said, that that is the key. I, I, I heard this great quote years ago that said, good traders are great risk managers. Yep. And it could be the make or break of your account. Like Jason said, I mean, you could be a great trader with poor risk management, you're done. You could be an average trader with good risk management, you're going to succeed. Yeah. Um, so it and, is and a professional trader, I mean, you're right. It doesn't really sell, does it? This kind of stuff. No. It's not sexy. <laughs> and uh, the, the, people don't want to hear it. Like the first question any professional trader always asks, or any professional poker player, like anyone who's who's good at money management, because let's face it, you need a great money management strategy in the casino as well if you're going to be professional. But the first question you ask is, how much can I afford to lose on this one trade? Because protecting your capital must be your first priority as a trader. So let's get that clear. Whatever money management system you're using, that should be your first priority. Someone in the... Um, live stream yesterday said trading's boring when you're not making money and i said 
Trading's actually boring when you're making money. It's, uh, you know. that's, when it, that's when you know it's good. <laughs> that's when you know it's predictable. That's when you know when it's like all going to plan. But it's bizarre, you know, so, and, I, and I don't blame people for having this kind of misconception, but that's why it's important to talk about money management. So we're going to run through uh, a, couple of, a couple of methods. Do you want to kick off, Akil? Yeah, sure. Um, so we'll start with, uh, I, I guess, one that's, pretty familiar with most people it'd be we, we call it fixed percentage let's call it and that just means that to per, the percentage that you risk per trade is the same so let's say that you're deciding okay no matter what on any given single trade i only want to risk one percent so every trade you take is going to have one percent risk so your position size is going to change from trade to trade obviously if you have a trade that has a 10 pip stop loss versus a trade that has a 100 pip stop loss, your position size for the trade that has the 10 pip stop loss is going to be a lot bigger because that risk is smaller. The position size that you have for the trade that has the 100 pip stop loss is going to be a lot smaller because that risk is a lot bigger. But what those two trades have in common is that no matter whether it's the 10 pip or the 100 pip stop loss, the actual monetary risk is the same no matter what. It's both 1%. So what you'll see is you'll see your position size change from trade to trade. It could be a, a, a two lot, a three lot, a four lot, a six lot, a 10 lot, but that risk is gonna be the same every time. And I, and I think there are some, the positives of that is that you always know your risk, Yeah. right? And like Jason mentioned earlier, traders want to know their risk. Traders have a ceiling of how much they can risk, right? Absolutely. These numbers are very important. If you have a consistent risk, it it's, makes it a lot easier to kind of predict your future because you know what your losses are going to give you. You know what your wins are going to give you as well because you have those metrics. So fixed position is kind of the, the first one we talk about. And if you want to take the second one, Jason, we'll, we'll call it what fixed or fixed percentage, sorry, fixed position would be yeah, the second fixed one. Position. But before I go on to that, I kind of want to, mm -hmm. you gave a positive there. I would say the downsides to that particular because there's benefits and drawbacks to everything yes. the downsides might be some of the trades you might be in for a very long time for just a one percent gain right so you <laughs> could be in a trade for a long long time because it's a big uh you know you might have 100 pips and and for a market to move 100 pips you might be in that thing for weeks and you miss out on opportunities and just to gain one percent uh, or a you know just over a percent of of profit that might be a downside depending on your style of trading the other reason uh, which i think a lot of traders overlook is it doesn't take into account or many traders don't take into account how many trades are in at once so if you're in 10 trades or 12 <laughs> you know you've potentially got 10 percent of your account capital at risk at one time now 10 trades it's quite rare for me to be in 10 trades. In fact, I can't remember the last time I was in 10 trades, but a lot of traders who are, who are doing lower volume stuff, uh, lower, lower time frame stuff, they're in 10 trades. And could you lose 10% of your account balance now? Um, it might be 2,000 pound, it might be 5,000 pound, but if you had a hundred grand account or a million account, could you lose a hundred grand like in a day? I couldn't, you know, I, I, I couldn't, I wouldn't want to take a 10% hit. Would you, Akil? 
Not at all. Nope. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, I don't want to. I, I don't want to take a ten percent hit in general. Um, not, no. in, in, a, in a day. <laughs> no. no that, that's that's a that's a very good point. That's a very good point. And and you know we always talk about we harp on some other boring stuff: strategy development, back testing, and you know when you're doing your back testing and you have those stats. One of the cool things about having data is that you can go back and, and kind of get a good idea of like, hey, based on the portfolio that I've put together, um, what is the like, like how many trades historically have I been in at once? Has there been a time in the last 10 years where I've had 10 trades fire off in the same day? And obviously we don't know what the future is going to hold, but again, backtest is going to give us some pretty decent information and you can easily see like, oh man, like there are a couple of times where I had five at a time and then you can you can judge and you can switch your risk based off that. If you know there's a high probability that, hey, you're going to be in five trades at the same time on a regular basis and you're not comfortable having 5% risk, you can yeah. change your portfolio, you can change your risk profile, you can put in a rule that says, you know, once I have a certain amount of at risk, I stay out. You can customize it to, to make it fit what your goals are. But it comes with having that data and that's another boring part of trading that no one wants to do. But if you ask any successful professional trader, it is key. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, I think that's a great point. I, th I think that's what it boils down to, really. It's very, I think it's an easier way to go to not put as much work into doing something like a, a fixed position size, which we'll talk about in a second, and just go, oh, what's 1%? I'll just risk that. Yeah. Um, it's surprising how few traders understand how to calculate what a 1% risk is in terms of pip that values or what position size, uh, you know, like, have you seen that? I've seen so many people. Yeah, it's, it's, I, Akil, can you pull me to a risk, a risk percentage calculator? I'm like, you, you don't, <laughs> you don't need that, man. Why like, are you trading? Like stop trading. Yeah. Like it, it's, uh, look, I'm all against, I'm all for making math easier, but like, it's not a, it's not that tough to do so. It shouldn't, no. I mean, not rocket science. No. Um, real quick in the chat, how, how do you think about this question? Uh, Orsi says, also, I guess comment, also new traders should start risking small. I think I know your answer, but are you in agreement with that? All traders should start risking small, 100%. Yep. <laughs> I mean, why, why would you not? That's like, yeah. I, I'd love an answer to that question. Right? And, 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 and we know why. Again, you want to make the money as quickly as possible, but... You know, I, I would say, think about this, right? And, and I always say this with risk and I'm, I'm, I'm in favor of risking small, no matter what, <laughs> new yeah. trader, experienced trader. Um, in fact, I, you know, probably the older I get, the, the we had this conversation before as well, the, the less I risk, but the more riskier assets I go into. But think about when you're a newer trader, right? Are you better or worse, right? You're probably worse. Are you more or less experienced? You're less experienced. Are you more likely to make mistakes or less likely to make mistakes? more likely to make mistakes. So why would you want to put on more risk when you're more likely to fall into the pitfalls that newer traders go through, yeah. right? I would start very, very small. And then as you build experience, as you, you know, you, you gain your discretion, you earn your discretion, as you get better as a trader, you start eliminating those mistakes. Mm. Then you can up your risk a little bit because now you're just a better trader. You're better at what you do. You're, you're less likely to fall into those pitfalls that in all honesty, are gonna blow many accounts for those newer traders. And that's why we see so many newer traders blow accounts, right? 90, 90, 90. Um, yep. So I, yeah, I would, I'm definitely in favor of always trading small, um, but definitely starting small and then, you know, building yourself up from there. Yeah, totally. 
So the other style of risk management or money management that's popular amongst particularly our community is picking a fixed, um, a maximum risk limit based on a PIP value, uh, you know, a PIP percentage. So we use something called a smooth ratio, ratio money management. It's a bit of a tongue, uh, tongue yeah. twister. <laughs> <laughs> but what you're essentially doing is you're taking your whole portfolio and basically analyzing an optimum position size that doesn't allow you to go beyond your maximum allowable drawdown limit across the whole portfolio. But it's also a way of um, you reduce it depending on your um, appetite risk or your aggression for increasing your position size, it will allow you to decrease your position size when you're going through drawdowns to protect capital and then increase your position size when you're doing well and you're on a hot streak to accelerate your growth. Now, without kind of going into the technicals of the lessons inside tier one and trying to explain to you guys you're doing a really good job of dubbing it down that's perfect well, <laughs> you need to it's give hard. enough so people kind of know that it's different but you don't want to give too much because it will just blow people's minds and without going through certain steps that we lay out in our uh program you're going to have a hard time like really grasping what it is but it's a very complex and advanced way of managing money that not many people talk about i don't know why why do you think that is akil well like i said maybe it, it, the complexity of it and mm -hmm. it, it's complex in i guess formula um you know we're fortunate to have the spreadsheet where you just plug and play yeah um but Honestly, I think it goes back to our original discussion where I think traders just aren't interested in using a position position sizing strategy as well no. uh, or at all. Um, most traders kind of just want to do what they do. I, I would argue, it'd be interesting to see how many traders actually have a rhyme or reason for calculating their position size. Um, it, it, I think it would be very interesting. I, I would argue that a lot of traders are just picking a random number, five, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, and doing it and you know, let us so know in the comments putting, by the way yeah let us know um because that, that's what i did when i was new i didn't know anything about position sizing i just threw a number on there and like saw how much money it made or lost and if i lost i'd you know i'd throw a bigger number on there so i could make it back on the next yeah. trade um <laughs> but yeah the, so the 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 key of the or i guess one of the benefits of the fixed position size and using that smooth ratio money management is that it, it does allow you to use a money management strategy that is like a, a wealth accelerator. So yeah. if you're someone that, and I'm gonna be very careful in how we say this, if you're someone that wants to grow your account as quickly as possible, but not in like a scammy type of way, in a safe way, yeah. um, you are gonna want to use some type of position sizing strategy. The smooth ratio of money management is going to be the one of the safest ways to do it because it stops you from increasing too quickly because one of the yeah. things like you said if you're in a hot streak and if you're just insanely increasing your position size and your risk we all know what happens after a hot streak a cold streak comes and you don't want to be at risk of blowing at all no. um but like i said i think what the smart traders do and i do this personally is that you know understand that although you're using this position sizing strategy um, although your position size is going to be the same, which means your, your risk is going to be different per trade, you're always working within an umbrella. So I had a trade today that I had on my radar and I couldn't take it at the initial entry point 
because it was a, a max risk trade. Right. So I had to wait until it pushed a little bit higher to get involved, but I still have a ceiling where it's like, hey, no matter what, I can't risk more than 2%. So yeah. this risk is more than 2%. I can still get into this trade maybe at a later moment, but you you, you have the, you, you have that umbrella that you have to work within. You just can't do yeah. whatever you want. It's not the wild, wild west. And, and that's very important because if not, Who's saying you can't go from a 1% risk trade to a 10% risk trade, especially if you're bouncing around different time frames, you can get into all types of trouble. So, so please don't go out there and Google search it and just start doing it. Um, you you got to do it the smart way, guys. Absolutely. And uh, I've thrown up on the screen kind of an overview of what our, uh, the first tab of our money management spreadsheet looks like. This is essentially to collate data of a back-tested um, system. And then there's various tabs to take you through optimizing and tweaking and then journaling trades. But there's a money management tab that will allow you to analyze all of that to get the optimum position size for you and what your your delta is in terms of how aggressively you increase or decrease your position size in winning streaks and drawdowns. And you can see how that affects your overall performance projected forward, which is really, really powerful. I don't know. Um, many other places where you can kind of find this level of analysis, uh, analytical data on your money management system. So it's really cool. Definitely make sure you kind of ponder on that and have a little thought about how you can really tighten up your management, your money management systems. I'm just going to check the chat for any comments. Yeah, real, real quick while you're checking that. So about the, this is always a cool experiment I do with the money management spreadsheet because we talk about the, the general minds of a trader and me and you were both we would risk averse you can you can classify us and meaning that we're worried about risk first and i show traders this every year right because my, my returns are pretty consistent it's not sexy it's boring i don't take big drawdowns and stuff like that right when you on that money management spreadsheet there's something called delta which a delta is like a multiplier which means you know you can either be super aggressive with how you adjust your position size you'd be super conservative anywhere in the middle and like Jason mentioned, once you have your numbers, right, from backtesting, you plug it in and you can play around with it, right? So every year I play around, I say, if I took a very a super aggressive delta, what would my return look like? And I'll show traders that my return went from like a 40% return on investment in real life to like a 200% return. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, Keel, why don't you do that in real life? Like you just went from 40% to 200%. That's crazy. And then you look at the drawdown. Yep. And you see kind of the rough periods throughout the year. And you said, okay, well, we had this drawdown in my equity curve where in real life it was like a 7% drawdown. So nothing, you know, throughout a summer or something like that, nothing big. But in order to get to that 200%, when you get super aggressive, that 7% drawdown is now like a 40% drawdown. Yeah. And so many traders don't look at that part. So many traders look at the end result, the oh, end result. 200%. But you almost lost half of your account to gain that 200%. And I remember yeah. back when I was managing money and when I first started pitching to investors or potential clients, I thought, and I was young and dumb, I thought I just need to show them the greatest return ever. So I, yeah. I'd crank that money management sheet up. I'd show them like, yeah, 100% return a year, blah, 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 blah. And every serious investor I got asked the same question. Well, what's the drawdown taken needed to get that 100%? Yeah. And they'd see like 30 pip drawdown and be like, no, no way. Yeah. Uh, what do you mean? They're like, I, I worked hard to make this money. I work even hard to keep this money. I never want to see any risk of 30% happening because if that happens three times, your account's done. 
Absolutely. And that's what taught me the lesson of like, hey, it's not about how much you your return is. It's how much you limit the risk in order to make that return. Yep. And that's extremely important. Absolutely. And it goes back to what we said at the beginning. How much could you comfortably see get wiped out of your account in order to get that end result before you pull the plug, jeopardize your system? Um, on the screen right now, you can see two charts and you can see that the first one is a much more smoother curve in this particular set of data and the right hand side although it's a higher return on on invested capital the swings it's much more volatile right so then it's weighing up well could i go for a more volatile equity growth in risk of getting that higher return or would i be more comfortable with a kind of predictable repeatable monotonous kind of I know it's going to go that way and just accept a, le a little bit less. So this is the tool that allows you to find a system that will really um, align with your sweet spot when it comes to how you're managing your money. So I highly recommend that you build something like this. If you want to check this out, you can go into tier one. Um, we give it to all the clients in there. So Smooth some of the boring, comments, man, that's the, that's the way. It is smooth, smooth and boring. Like it, it's, we don't want any, we don't want any excitement. <laughs> yeah. And look, it don't matter what oh. way you do it. You could do 1%, 2%. You could do fixed ratio, smooth ratio, whatever it might be, but you need a system. You need a system that, um, where you're mindful of what the worst possible outcome could be in any one trade and in any one month and in any one year. That's, that's the key. Don't lose money. That's the rule. That's the rule. That's the only rule. Don't go broke. Yep. Don't go Amen broke. to that. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got, what does the buy the rumor and sell the news terminology oh. refer to exactly? I don't know the exact details of that. I'm, I would guess that it's something to do with by the time you, uh, by the time you're going to, you know, by the time it's happening, it's already happened. Um, whereas you want to get in before when it's a rumor if that makes sense but i don't know i'm not familiar are you familiar with that you, term? yeah you you are dead on my my first uh investing mentor always told me this he said by the time you hear about it or read about it on on tv or the news it's too late so what's happening is i think a lot of people think when you get a fundamental announcement you think the market or the public is reacting to that fundamental announcement the, the honest truth is that like let's say the U.S. has an interest rate announcement tomorrow where it's like we're going to increase interest rates, right? Mm. The trades that have happened for that news announcement have been happening months in advance, right? Yeah. Smart money, your insiders, anyone that's familiar, you knew about this well in advance. They've already positioned themselves to um, be whatever side of the market they want to be on in anticipation of that news. When that news comes out, so that's that, that's the rumor, the rumor that this is likely to happen. When the news comes out, it's the exact opposite. So people are looking at what's next, right? Yeah. And if there's no great sign of like continued hawkishness or whatever next, right? It's a perfect opportunity to take their money out. So you'll see like an initial boost because everyone's excited. Oh my gosh, this new announcement, it hits the news, right? Oh, US increases interest rate. You get this short-term excitement from your general trader who's too late. All that's doing is pushing the market up. It's, it's providing liquidity for people who were in it beforehand to exit their position. And then you see that kind of correction and 
the people that are late get skunked out. Um, and then if it retraces too much, the people that originally bought months ago, they get it at a cheaper price and then they buy again and yeah. they're right and you're wrong. And it's, <laughs> that's how it goes. It, it sounds bad. Um, but, yeah. No, that's how it goes. That's, that's how, how it the goes. game works. Yep. Chris says, <laughs> don't be late. <laughs> don't be late. Yeah. Chris says, I've bought trading systems that never, ever mentioned money management. Well, yeah, that's because it's not sexy and it doesn't sell programs, unfortunately. But uh, also, unfortunately, it's the key to, to profitable trading. Um, hell no to that drawdown, says Chris. <laughs> exactly, right? So look, kind of rounding off the show, it's all about getting perspective this show and getting away, having a different kind of holistic view of whatever it is you're doing in the markets. And sometimes you want a less return to, to get more, like a, a less return to get further ahead in your trading. You want less swings in your equity curve. You want maybe a less total overall return after a year because of the equity, uh, equity swings. So have a think about that. Let us know how, in the comments how you set about your money management strategies and risk management. Um, we'll be interested to hear other people's ideas. Remember, we're all trying to help to contribute to each other, to help each other grow as traders in this uh, channel. We've got a fantastic community here. I think we're almost a thousand strong now, which is amazing. Um, and we want to keep the caliber high. We want to set the bar high, keep the community at higher value. You guys are really, really appreciated. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Remember, subscribe to the Trader Coffee Break channel. We go live on Wednesdays, 10 a.m. New York, 3 p.m. UK, talking about the subjects that, well, really you don't hear a lot about over the internet. We do it in a nice laid-back fashion. We have the chat open so you guys can join as well, ask questions, and lend your opinions. YouTube search The Trader Coffee Break with Jason Greystone and myself, Akil Stokes, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.